Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ready? I'm ready. John, thanks. I'll grab my phone so it wouldn't interrupt. Coach. Coach will open it up with a few brief comments and then raise your hand if you have a question and we'll get a mic to you. Fra- you, you got Froud. Make sure Froud yeah, doesn't Froud. call you. Um, Good morning, everybody. Uh, excited to, to be back at work. Had a really good practice yesterday. Um, you know, yeah, obviously we, we know we, we've got to play better defensively and. Um, uh, you know everybody associated with that side of the ball, coaches, players, leaders. Uh, we all get it, and um, we're committed to to figuring it out. And um, uh, I, I think we can and, and will. Um, injury update: um, Demarvion Overshawn uh, uh, practiced yesterday. Uh, complained a little bit from some shoulder pain. Uh, from the game, uh, felt okay yesterday. This morning came in um, a little bit worse, so we're sending him in for all the normal tests. Um, Jalen Green did practice yesterday, uh, so we will see how he handles uh, some contact uh, tomorrow in practice on that shoulder. So, but that was encouraging. Uh, B.J. Foster, um, we're working him up for anything and everything he, he did not play a very uh, you could tell he was favoring his left shoulder pretty significantly um in the game saturday night and so we just want to make sure that we're, we're crossing all our t's and dotting all our i's on that deal so questions Sorry, um, uh, because it was Kansas and you were a huge favorite, is it wrong for fans to be concerned or upset by folks calling me over Kansas? No, no, they should be. We, we've got standards at the University of Texas that um, we need to play up to, and uh, we didn't on that side of the ball. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, again, when, when you're starting nine freshmen – or sophomores on defense, and you turn the ball over twice in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. where we turned it over, um, that's not real, real good complimentary football too. So although the numbers say we played really well offensively, I would I would argue that situationally um, we didn't help our defense. But um, none of us are are okay or satisfied with that defensive performance just because we won the game. Are we happy to win the game? Absolutely. Uh, and at the end of the year, you know, this one's going to count just the same as, as all the other ones do. They don't, they don't count them any different. But um, we expect to play much, much better, uh, especially defensively. 
did you think there was a letdown emotionally after the Oklahoma robbery game? I didn't think so. No, we, we jumped up 14 nothing. you know, got some stops, played played well offensively. Yeah. No. I, I think it, it – they did their best emotionally. I mean, when you watch – even on the defensive side, I mean, we were we were flying around. I mean, we were running to the ball. Um, we were just doing it with poor angles and in the wrong spot, and um, had some poor fundamentals and, and some poor fits. So, the effort level was was not a question on either side. Up front, Anwar. Coach Johnson, a defensive question. When you you know and analyze it and you kind of see what's going on. What can you pinpoint do you think is going on? Is it, is it the schematics? Is it personnel? Is it a combination? Is it coaching? Like, what do you think it is? It's, a, it's everything. I mean, I, I, I don't – there's nothing – if it were that easy, we, it would be fixed tomorrow, you know, And um, but it's not. To, to just say it's one thing or, or, you know, if we do this, then we will, we will be a really good defense. Um, I think, you know, guys that have been here for, for two and three years um, should be able to play uh, man-to-man coverage and, and quarters coverage. Um, so that's, you know, the, the coaches, we need to up, uphold our end of the bargain in terms of the, the techniques, and the players need to uphold their end by then employing those techniques on game day. And um, so... Again, schematically, personnel. I'm never going to say it's personnel. We're, we're going to have um, really good players at the University of Texas. Now, how experienced are they? You know, how um, developed uh, physically and mentally, and from a technique standpoint, that's um, you know only time uh, can can handle experience, and and uh, we as coaches can handle the development part. Any far left, Chip? Um, obviously, you know, signing a well-coached team is week-to-week improvement, but with the starters out, whatever, you had both your veterans and safeties on the sideline to final seven minutes of the game. How do you measure that? I mean, how what what is week-to-week success? Well, it's not, conditions? it's not 48 points and 500 and, you know, some odd yards, I can tell you that. That's not success. Um, the, the one thing we can't or will not coach is effort. And we, we are playing with a tremendous amount of effort. Um, and now it's, it's on us to figure out with the personnel that we do have, what do they do well um, and enhance it, where are they deficient and either improve it or eliminate that um, from the game plan and um, you know and then again it's 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 on the players to then you know do what their their coach to do um, and that comes back to to a belief and a, um, uh, again it, it all circles back to coaching it, it all does um, because you know players that have great relationships with their position coaches their coordinator their their head coach, players that, that have tremendous amount of buy-in, um, usually do the right thing at the right time. Um, to be quite honest with you, one of our our biggest issues right now is is there's some guys that try to do too much, and and it's, you got to say, hey, just do your job. You know, just just do it the way your coach to do it, and 
uh, you got to trust that the other ten guys that are out there are doing that as well. Far right, center. Yeah, Tom is on my favorite Also, um, we talked to uh, Osai and Roach, and they were, uh, they own the performance, but they also said that they need to do as good a job as leading of leading than we've done. What are your what are you, can your leaders do amid all the injuries and amid all the struggles? I think I've already seen it. You know, there, there's. Um, well, let me answer the first part of your question. Um, uh, Caden Stearns is is not going to be available uh, this week. Um, he's still progressing. He's running on hard ground, um, but um, you know he's going to be a, a week to week deal. Jay Witt is uh, improving. Uh, you know, looked good yesterday. I, I would I would say this. This week is probably pretty questionable, um, unless he takes a, a marked turn for the for the better. Excuse me. But um, optimistic that you know we're probably only you know about a week away with with him. Uh, and then as far as the defensive leadership, uh, yeah, there, there, there's three leaders: the two captains and, and Joseph Osai um, has definitely emerged uh, as, a, as a young leader of that group and you know when when families are hit with adversity there's only two possible outcomes either come together more and become stronger uh, or you splinter and you separate and you fracture and I think they're doing a really good job of as leaders on that side of the ball of making sure that uh, everybody is coming together everybody is rowing the boat in the same direction. Everybody um, sees the issues, uh, addresses the issues, and then um, are taking the, the necessary steps to, to improve. Middle, Bob, can you update us on Brandon Jones? Uh, yeah. Um, hang on a sec. Let me find him on here. Uh, Brandon, yeah. Um, <laughs> He is limited practice, so I'm sure we'll be out of contact. But um, if we were to play tomorrow, he would play. Uh, second, when you got here and you were planning out your long-term goals in terms of the depth, how important, what, what kind of priority do you place on that? And do you feel now that you're getting to where you want to be? And you, you talked about closing that gap to become kind of the national yeah. national power. How, how vital is depth in that? Critical. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and you're seeing it. You know, I... I I had our training staff, you know, do a study through seven games. We, we actually have eight less documented injuries this year, 107 uh, le- less missed practices. They, they just all happen to be in one position, you know, th- this year. And um, gets a bit frustrating when, when that kind of snowballs at, at certain positions. But, um, uh, you know, it was running back. You know, in training camp and early, and and now it's it's safety, but um, that's why you recruit the way you do because you're you're gonna be, you know, forced to to play young guys, and those young guys better be talented enough uh, to to go out there and and win games for you uh, and perform to the level again that we talked about the the standard uh, that is set at the University of Texas. So, um, you know, we're that's why recruiting is so important, and, and you got to your miss percentage uh, has to be pretty low. 
you know, in terms of recruiting. You, you've got to make sure that, uh, you know, you are hitting on guys like Tavondre Sweat and guys like Jake Smith and guys like Tyler Owens and Chris Atamora that when, oh my gosh, we got four safeties that are, that are hurt. All right, Chris and, and, and Tyler, time to get you guys cranked up this week and not staying up all night going, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't know if these guys can physically do it. Um, they can physically do it uh, at this point. Uh, so it's our job as coaches to make sure that, that mentally they're, they're, they're ready to go. On your left, Danny. I guess the last drive is a pretty good example of this. But now that Collins helping, what do he and Devin provide for this offense? Um, yeah, I, I think maybe the, the, the missing, maybe, or the, the overlooked part of the, of the offense. One is we're, we're obviously running the ball better than, than we have at, at any point in the last two years here. Um, and then two, you're, we're incorporating the, the field receiver a lot more in the throw game. You know, Brennan Eagles is a, a legitimate uh, threat that, that you have to be uh, concerned with. But those two seniors are, yeah, it's, um, what do they provide? I mean, just uh, hopefully, um, you know, that coupled with or their talent and ability level coupled with our ability to run the ball and Brennan's ability to defeat man-to-man coverage, um, you know, makes defensive coordinators hopefully, you know, ponder long and hard on, on how they're going to choose to defend us on a week-to-week basis. In the middle, John. Coach, besides playing with effort over the past two weeks, what have you seen your team get better at? Um, that's a good question. I, I mean, we, we've, we've continued to to well, we didn't get better at very much anything two weeks ago. I can tell you that. Um, so to say, uh, I, I don't know what you mean over the last two weeks. So we didn't get better uh, when we went in to play Oklahoma. I thought we, we got better offensively this, w- this week. Of, you know, as good as we've been on third down, we, we probably got a little bit better there. Um, and then I, I was, I was proud of our tight red zone ex- execution uh, offensively. And then you know, if you want to look at plays of the game defensively, you know, the block kicks were provided to you know a huge, um, you know, swing in, in point differential. The middle, Ed? coach. Can we talk about TCU? Uh, love to. <laughs> I'd love to. Yes, the opponent this week, TCU. Uh, they've uh, they've not won in almost a month. Uncharacteristically, they've lost two in a row, and their defense is giving up big points. Your thoughts on TCU and what have you seen in the film that has impressed you about Gary Patterson's team? Yeah, I, I don't know that their their defense is is giving up big points. Uh, I know, um, you know, probably that the SMU game sticks out to to everybody, but. Um, you know, SMU had some pretty short fields. Other than that, they, you know, their defense played pretty well. Um, and I felt good actually this morning knowing, oh, okay, we, you know, we we last year's team beat them 31 to to 16, and you know we're into the third quarter watching that game from you know rewatching that game from last year. I'm saying, when did we score all these points again? You know, I'd I'd forgotten that. I mean, they had 
kicked our butts um, offensively for you know a good two and a half quarters until late in the third quarter uh, when our defense actually you know gave us some really good field position and, and we capitalized on it. But um, you know number ninety is a is a load. He's as good a defensive tackle as we'll play uh, this year. Number six. Uh, their, their nickel is a, a really, really active player. Um, so, you know, he they're going to be really, really well coached defensively, and they are. I know they're they're still finding their way a little bit um, at the quarterback position, uh, but, you know, Darius is, is having a great season. They're behind four senior offensive linemen, and then, you know, Jalen Rager is as electric as, as they come. So, um I don't know if you're asking, you know, why they lost two in a row. You know, I, that's a, a better question for for Coach Patterson. But I, I do know that um, they're going to play really, really well and hard on defense. Be very difficult uh, to scheme against. And then, you know, they, especially with Rager and and Anderson, they've got two really explosive players on offense too. Brian, Tom, you uh, talk about the Texas standard because you do have so many young guys playing now. Do you do you have to hammer home to them that you know the bar is not being lowered by you or or inside inside my group? Yeah, I I think you do. Um, you know, the the Again, what, what our job is to defeat human nature every day as as coaches. And human nature uh, if you're a young player on defense is to say well I'm young and I'm, I'm just trying to figure this out coach and I'm, I'm just trying to to get my feet wet or whatever I mean that's human nature you know is is to blame cl- uh, complain and defend yourself blame other people complain about your circumstances and defend yourself and um, we have to constantly uh, educate them that there there isn't it's like when we first got here about the you know talking about the price of a championship and it is really really expensive uh in terms of your time effort and energy and that price will never come down um ever and it's the same thing about the the standard of of the level of play here at the university of texas that regardless of who we jog out on the field uh, that standard is expected to be met Totally different topic. While I have, while I get the mic here. Uh, did you, did you guys know y'all are dead last nationally in punt return yardage? I would imagine two drops against. Uh, That's a huge part of that. Oklahoma State is probably part of that, and I, I don't, I didn't know that. I, I didn't, I didn't know it either until until the break. I know we won the net punting battle uh, on Saturday. Right. You haven't been asked about special teams in a while. Just what, what's been your thoughts about uh, re- the return game, and uh, how do you think Deshaun handled uh, some of some, some adventurous returns? No, I, I thought the, the first one was, I mean, I hope you saw the how excited we I mean, we, we literally teach that if if you're going to catch it on the sideline to straddle, put your foot out of bounds, put your foot out of bounds and then it's immediately uh, you get it on the 35, and he did exactly what we were we were coaching him to do, and we were really proud of that. And um, you know, I made sure when we scored that first touchdown on the opening drive, I said that was because of you, man. We we had the ball um, 65 yards away instead of 75 yards away, and, and that was a big difference. 
the only I thought he did great. The the only one that sticks sticks out is the one right by the pylon that he should he should have let go. Um, in terms of you know it, he was really close to catching it in the field of play and then stepping out rather than catching it and and go out of the side of the end zone. So um, still a work in progress. Yeah, the return game has not been good. Um, and my charge uh, this week, you know, much like last week in terms of getting back to our roots, we got we got we to play more starters uh, uh, on special teams. And um, so you'll you'll see more of the, the combos, the linebacker running backs and the skill guys, the receiver DBs um, should see a lot more starters on that. And, and uh, again, if, if we've got uh, a talent advantage, we, we should be using it uh, in the special teams as well. And um, hopefully we, we can get some of those returns cranked up. I think in the day and age, you know, you look at um, – all the statistics, um, you know, in the day and age of now touchbacks being at the 25-yard line, um, returning a kickoff uh, even from one or two yards deep in the end zone, even if you're Devin DuVernay, is probably not um, statistically the right move because uh, there's, there's 10 other guys that got to do their job perfectly uh, for you to have a, have a chance. So... Um, you know, just evaluating that, I think you'll you'll see us keep the ball in more, uh, just from a statistical point of, of reference. But um, you know, in the kickoff return game, you know, if it's caught around the five yard line, we better be able to get it to at least the twenty five. Right middle, Roger. Uh, Tom, Kate Brewer had a really productive game in the, in the past game Saturday. Is that a, an element you want more out of? Did it just work into to Saturday and? His effectiveness being able to stretch the field like he did in the fourth quarter. Yeah, just we we know what Cade can do. I, I don't think um, <clears throat> you know it's we're throwing the ball pretty good through seven games, and to say that we've got to change or add to our repertoire or anything like that would be a, a bit silly. Um, but so we we knew all along what, what Cade could do and it just so happened that you know a couple of those plays were um, we had very advantageous looks to, to run them uh, and we called uh, plays and, and he executed a time for two last ones Anwar and Jeff okay, so one more defensive one and I give you a pop so <laughs> <laughs> from a are you still confident within the scheme that you guys are running? Do you still feel like this is effective? Do you have any concerns that maybe other teams have, have caught up to what you guys are doing? And then your positive one is can you talk about Keontae and him kind of having more of a little bit of a, a huge impact? Yeah, um, I think we're confident. I think you always worry that, um, you know, if you don't evolve that, um, you know, the teams are going to catch up, so to speak. But I, I do think, you know, look no further than the defense that we're playing this week. You know, uh, last time I checked, Gary Patterson's been a four-down quarters coverage team for the last 20 years, you know, and, and they've, they've had pretty successful defenses doing it. So I, I don't think, um, you know, pressing the reset button is necessarily 
uh, always the answer. I think you, you've got to believe in something, um, master that something, become a, a, you know, what you don't ever want to be on either side of the ball is a jack of all trades and, and master of none, um, which when you are struggling is, again, human nature. As a, I mean, we did it offensively in 2017. You know, it's just like, what can we do, you know, to move the ball? And I think, you know, as coaches, you get frustrated at times and, and you start grab bagging and that's when you see things go downhill. And that was, was my charge to the defensive staff yesterday was, you know, believe in something, know the weaknesses and the strengths of that uh, and get better at it and improve and, and teach. And they're, they're all on the same page. Uh, Keontae Ingram. Yeah, it's, it was good to see him get um, get rolling again. Uh, I think John, you told me it was the first time Texas had ever had a 390-yard passer, a 100-yard receiver, and a 100-yard running back in the same game. Uh, so that was good to see, kind of all cylinders, so to speak. And, and he's a big part of that. And um, uh, you know, when when he's going and and, and his understanding and his vision is on point. You know, we, I think you, you see the kind of back that, that he can be. Back one in the back, Jeff. Yeah. Just a couple questions. I just want to get your thoughts on the offensive line Saturday. Your thoughts on their performance, what you like, what you don't like, what you're going on. Not that you don't ever come, obviously, you know, field position goes into things like, you know, fourth down calls or coming off the goal line. But with the way the defense is struggling, how much now do you balance out? You know, the risk of putting the defense on a short field versus kind of being who you are and, and, and staying true to you. Yeah, the, the, you know, surprisingly, you know, you guys love to talk about the binder, right? I mean, the binder actually, um, all of those analytics in terms of um, your defensive performance, your offenses, uh, success rate, your the defense that you're playing against, um, what they're success rate is the yard line the time in the game the score of the game i mean it's a it's a very um complex uh, formula that um you know i don't always uh, listen to it uh when it's told to me um more so believe it or not on the conservative side of of not doing some of the things that it that it recommends to do um but i do think there, there needs to be a common sense deal there uh we've got to do a better job of um uh, of coaching our guys to execute those plays that that we should be able to convert fourth and two um you know which we did once uh, but I, I do think there is certainly with any of those decisions an, an element of how the other side of the ball is playing uh but again we're you're also talking about you know the risk of a touchback and you're on the 39-yard line. You know that's a you're talking about a whatever it is a 19-yard net difference for an opportunity to extend a drive. So there's a lot of factors that go into each one. But to say that you're factoring in how the other side of the ball is playing it would be accurate. Um, what was the first? Yeah, I, good enough. You know, uh, in in that game, I think overall we, we're playing. Um, better than we have in, in our last three years here. Um, you know, it, it's hard as a coach because you get the, the really bad ones stuck in your brain and, and you forget all the really good ones. And 
Um, but um, anytime you can rush for 200 yards, and I think we've done it now three times this year or something like that, three or four, um, you know, it, you're, you'd say, hey, okay, we're, you know, we're, we're playing pretty well. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yep.